What's up, guys? It's Heather, your rom-com queen. Hey, it's Lucretia, your thrill seeker. And this is Stephanie, your wild card. And we are The The Reading Reading Sirens. Sirens. Hey everyone, welcome to our next episode from The Reading Sirens. I'm Heather, I'm Books and Doggies and also your rom-com queen. Hey, I'm Lucretia, I'm the here to read on Instagram. (laughs) Your thrill seeker. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Stephanie, your wild card at Lit for Lit on Instagram. And today we have... I'm T. Marie Vandelli and I'm glad to be here. I'm the author of The Music. And uh, it's nice to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. I feel like the inner killer in us is super excited. We're like (laughs) jumping for joy on this. (laughs) (laughs) So so you you wanted to know a little bit about theme music before we start. Um, uh, You know, the synopsis, I'll just give you kind of a rundown on it. And um, it's uh, the story's about a uh, woman named Dixie Wheeler who moves back into her childhood home where a, her family was brutally murdered when she was just one years old. And uh, she moves back in because she wants to reconnect with her family that she never knew. And once um, she moves in, kind of to, you know, everybody is advising her not to do this, don't move back into this uh you know, um, stigmatized property where your family was murdered. Um, but she does it all the same and she moves back in and then, uh, things kind of get interesting, uh, when she moves back into the home, she starts to connect it with her family in ways that she really never imagined. And, um, it kind of turns to, you know, a, a detective who was, uh, who worked the case back when it happened. Um, just kind of trying to find out what happens and uh, what happened to her family. She really doesn't know much about it. And uh, she kind of ends up <clears throat> getting a little bit more than she bargained for when she starts to look into uh, to the murders. Nice. It was a fantastic read. It was. And that's coming from me who usually likes rom-coms or romance, but I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. That's awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think even just for those of us who read a lot of horror or thriller like me and Krisha that's like our bread and butter um it's this book had a lot to offer and you know there was a lot of the whole true crime aspect and even um when you told us about the murder that you based it off of i think that mm-hmm. sparked mm-hmm. some lightning inside of us you know <laughs> like wanting to know more i went down a rabbit hole of mm-hmm. stuff and trying to locate this place and the property and google maps and i know <laughs> oh my gosh i'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> no it was a terrible time for me <laughs> no it was crazy when i uh when i first started thinking about theme music and I kind of had the idea that I wanted something like this, you know, that uh, a woman moves back into a home where, you know, a murder kind of took place of her family. And I was kind of toying around with a different, few different ideas about it. And I was just on, I guess, Facebook one day and I was, uh, came across an article that was like, kind of like, you know, murder, little lesser known murders that happened in the, uh, Virginia area, which is where I'm from and uh, where the book takes place. And I saw this one about this father who um, 
true story, um, murdered his family at breakfast. And it was like the, the breakfast berserk killing or something they called it. And he was a pretty prominent man. I think he was like a son of a senator or something oh, wow. like that. Just out of nowhere, literally at breakfast, he just left the room, went and got a baseball bat, came back in and just started swinging and uh, killed all of his children. There was uh, um, uh, uh, three children. There was a um, two, well, a set of twins, a boy and a girl and an older daughter and uh, killed them, then chased his terrified wife out of the house. She survived. Uh, ran next door, uh, got a neighbor who happened to be an FBI agent, uh, came, brought him back, and he was able to kind of like, you know, chill the guy out. Um, but then uh, the, the guy just walked over, grabbed a knife, and cut his own throat. And uh, I mean, it was, it was horrific. And I was like, you know, and I hated to be ghoulish about it, but I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a- I was I, I was enthralled and I was, uh, you know, I wondered, you know, in, in the setting, since I wanted somebody to kind of move back into the house, I kind of rearranged it where I thought, you know, well, what if one of the children survived, you know, how would that go through with you in life? You know, how would that affect you? Something mm-hmm. like that, especially if the child was so young, not so much to remember it, just to live under the, you know, stigma Mm-hmm. of that happened family so um so that's where you know where the story came from and how you know dixie kind of ends up you know <laughs> being yeah. that child uh, yeah so it's, it's this horrifying story mm-hmm. and you know since you're talking about dixie and, and her being that lone survivor i i definitely and and i think all three of us went and read your article um mm-hmm. the, the the one you wrote uh, based off of these on on the murders that this was based off of. And so that was one of the things I noticed is that, you know, there was a sole survivor in both cases, your book and in the real life story. Right. And so I was wondering, too, um, what was the significance for you of making that sole survivor someone with a clean slate or with no recollection of the family that she lost? Well, I kind of, I, I'm not sure if I really had any intention. I mean, um, other than I wanted her to, it to be a mystery to her as well. You know, I didn't want her entering the home with any kind of preconceived notions of what happened or, or to kind of develop her own story about it. I wanted it to be more that she, you know, it was kind of hearsay, you know, that it was all a hush hush thing. So it would make her interest so much more about wanting to get into the home and wanting to find out more. And I thought if she knew too much about it or if she remembered these people too intimately, she might not, you know, feel as, you know, ambitious about going mm-hmm. into the I think her disconnect with the family is what allowed her to uh, go into the home, kind of like you said, with a clean slate. She didn't have, you know, she didn't have the, anything really weighing on her except for curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, she and it, you know, she was, you know, thought about these people. So I thought that was made it a little bit more poignant when she discovered their stuff. You know, and mm-hmm. started to, you know, uh, develop a relationships with these people really through their belongings, you know, putting on her mother's raincoat, buying the mitt in the pocket, mm-hmm. you know, correcting her brother, math homework, 
um, things like that. You know, I think she just developed a relationship with mm-hmm. them through things. And I think that in her mind kind of summoned them forth and brought them into kind of a her kind of twisted reality of how things were going and you can't move into a house like that and not think it's going to be a little haunted so yeah. you know i think that kind of in her head a little bit and, and people were putting it in her head too mm-hmm. you know her aunt was saying are you know are you crazy you know um, Garrett, her boyfriend was also, you know, they were kind of putting that into her into her mind. And you have to be a little bit off to even want to, you know, invite yourself into that situation. So mm-hmm. that kind of gave us a little idea that Dixie probably wasn't altogether, right. you know, thinking straight when she moved in there. Um, and so that kind of allowed these things kind of to, you know, develop a little bit. Yeah. Nice. The murders took place on Thanksgiving. Is that your least favorite holiday? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird. It's actually my favorite holiday. Oh. My birthday falls on it, you know, sometimes. So, oh, so does my uh, anniversary. Eleven <laughs> twenty-eight for me. Twenty-third. Um, oh, that's my mom's uh, birthday. Aww. Oh. Yeah. So no, actually, I like Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm right. I wanted it to be a kind of a holiday that she can kind of remember things about. Mm-hmm. You know, holiday. I thought I don't. I don't know why I pick Thanksgiving. I guess because maybe I, it is my favorite holiday, and I just kind of know the smells that happen in the house. Oh, yeah. the, and you know, just kind of the feel. I like the autumn kind of feel to you know things. Um, so it was just kind of, it, it just kind of happened like that. And I thought, you know, for it to happen on a holiday like that, it just, it just added to the tragedy really of it. And it, it was kind of marks it a little bit more in her, in her mind that something, you know, the date is coming. Cause that's something you don't kind of forget that it happened around that time. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes it something that you think about more routinely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, you you in your brief article that you had wrote um, thereafter the theme music came out, um, you had mentioned that you really didn't know too much about the actual murders that took place in 1954. But um, of what you knew, how meddled did the actual translation of your book come out like? your characters did you find yourself writing a little bit more based off the dad or the mother no most of that is invented because very little was written about those murders when i first um and you probably discovered this in the article but for those who who haven't read it um when i found the you know i read that article on facebook and i found that story and then immediately things started clicking so i start i set to writing um, so I finished the novel, and when I came back to it, I, you know, when things were getting published and all that was going down, um, I, I wanted to, you know, look into it more, and I could find nothing on it. And I was just, uh, you know, starting to think, did I imagine this? Maybe it happened in some other town called Springfield somewhere else in the, <laughs> in the country. And I was like, oh, that would be a bummer, right? So my, it, this is in the article too, but my, I told, you know, me and my sister were trying to find out about it and uh, she posted about my book on a, uh, 
on one of the um, alumni, you know, things on Facebook for our high school. And somebody jumped in and said, hey, this sounds just like a murder that took place, you know, in Springfield when I was a girl. I think it was I, I think it was around 1959, actually. And um, and then all of a sudden people just started jumping in saying, oh, yeah, I remember that. The Matthews murders and all this. They forwarded me the article. They gave me the address of the house where it happened. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, it just got, I got flooded with all of that. Um, <clears throat> so when I was originally writing the story, I really had to, you know, create that all on my own. I really didn't, besides that brief article I read on it, which is pretty much what I, I poured into you and is available on my Instagram page. It's just a blurb in an article. Yeah. Um, it's only one page, you know, so... I, I don't know. I guess maybe the time, you know, there's not a lot. It's kind of like microfiche kind of information. It's very hard to kind of find information on it. I think if you research the guy, J.B. Matthews, you'd probably be able to find a little bit more about him. Um, but, uh, you know, and I found out about the kids' names and things like that. But they weren't really, even though I wanted to be, you know, sensitive to that when I was writing, the story was so... It was based on it, yes, but it was so I had altered it to the degree that I didn't feel like I was kind of, you know, making it about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, a lot of books or a lot of horror stories, when they focus on ghosts, it's more of the ghost being a negative thing. And in your book, although the ghosts kind of begin as a like fear producing objects, they eventually evolve into something a lot greater than that. Um, which is really rare, I feel like, to see in literature or even in shows and movies. Um, so what prompted that switch or that transition for the ghosts for you? Or, or did you know from the beginning that the power that they were going to harness? I wouldn't say I knew from the beginning. Uh, the, bu the book really just kind of developed as I went along. Um, you know, and spoiler alert here, but like, if, for example, like I, I didn't really know Dixie's father was alive until... They said it. Oh, <laughs> <'Cause>, nice. <laughs> and I wrote it, and it just kind of came out that, you know, Mr. Collins was like, wait, your dad's alive. And I was like, what? I, you know, I had <laughs> I was like, what are you saying here to me? I didn't, you know, so things like that. That's kind of how I write a little bit by the seat of my pants, the story, the characters. They just kind of take me where they're taking me. Um I didn't want the ghost. I mean, I wouldn't say I didn't want to, but it just didn't feel right that the ghosts were going to be kind of torturous to her. To her, I think they kind of came up, like you said, at that like that in the beginning because she was kind of freaked out about them. But you also had to wonder, also during the book, was she imagining this? Mm -hmm. um, the ghosts even real? Were they just her? You know, something that. Mm -hmm. In her drunken stupor, she fabricated uh, because she wanted to be a part of this. Once she started finding their stuff, she really just started creating this. Or did she? And then, I th you know, that's really left up to the reader to uh, decide at the end um, because your guess is as good as mine on mm -hmm. that one. Um, you know, I think that Dixie, Dixie believed they were real. Um, so in that sense, they, they were real. And I think her connections to him, I think they, her memories of them kind of came from a fearful place. She remembered, you know, they were murdered, they were dead. And so it was, that was all very kind of scary and a bad thing that happened. But I think as she's in the house, 
and she starts to imagine them or they start to appear to her. Um, they, you know, they start to form a relationship that's just kind of leading her in the direction of what happened to them. You know, it's her, you know, so, it, so they're not quite as ghoulish to her, you know, ultimately because they do, you know, help her discover mm-hmm. the truth. And whether that's just her wanting them to do that for her or them actually doing that for her, that that's kind of left up to the reader to decide. Nice. It was written beautifully. <laughs> it was. Oh, excellent. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you relate to any of the characters from the book or is there one that you're particularly partial to? Um, I like um, I like them all. I mean, there's some, you know, of course, Forge, you know, is not a likable person. <laughs> but I think everybody, you know, has a neighbor kind of like Vicky and everybody, you know, has a, an aunt or a relative kind of like Celia. You know, they're just... You know, those kind of people. I mean, I wouldn't say I based them too much on people I know, but maybe a little bit of, you know, an amalgamation of, of several people I know. Um, you know, I, I mean, I loved Rory, of course, you know. Dixie. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you hated to clobber him like that, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, he, you know, and, and he was a kind of a sympathetic character too. You know, Ford really kind of like duped him, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, but I like that relationship between Dixie and Ford, and you know, I mean, I, I you know, Dixie is going to those kind of main characters like that, the protagonist. You, you, you're going to draw on some parts of you. Not that I'm like you know Dixie-ish, but you know, I, I think her humor um, during mm-hmm. the um, the book is is kind of how I would have you know would respond to things you know I'd, I'm I would be one who would want to find humor in some of these situations and right that that I thought felt like you know needed to break it up a little bit so you weren't you know I really enjoyed those parts <laughs> I know me too I I know Dixie has has her issues but I think she was well she was my favorite character as far as the book goes. Um, so I really enjoyed those little bits where she was just like, well, this is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I, I liked her too that way, you know, and I, I really connected with her. So I guess Dixie would have to be my favorite, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. character of it. But, you know, I also like Ford a lot, even though, you you, you know, he, he ends up being somebody you don't like. You know, I still like them. And I love Dixie and uh, Mr. Collins' relationship. Yes. Oh, yeah. I will say in part of the book, you did have me feeling bad for Ford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was part and then it came out, you know, and I was just like. Oh, I'm taking it back. Right? <laughs> I'm yeah. taking it back. But well, I did feel bad for him in some parts. Well, I almost feel like, okay, so part of the book, I hated Dixie's dad, and mm-hmm. I felt sorry for Ford. But then, you know, we get the discovery of what happened, and yep. they flip-flopped to mm-hmm. where all the hate I had for Dixie's dad switched over and was projected onto Ford. So. Yes. And that comes from Don't Judge a Book by its cover. Yes. <laughs> and then I love lesson. Mm-hmm. I love Dixie with Mr. Collins because it reminded me of my relationship with an older friend mm-hmm. and just having that bond with each other. It's it's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what you just said too about, you know, how your feelings change flip flop from the father to board, I think that happened for Dixie too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's exactly, you know, because she, Ford, she grew up with Ford, and even though he was kind of like a rough kind of character, and they ripped each other, they they had affection for each other. Mm -hmm. And she believed her father had murdered her family, so she had no, like, affection for him. Mm -hmm. And then slowly that, those, you know, those tables turned, Mm -hmm. and how she felt her father and Ford, you know, also switched yeah well great i loved all the characters they were totally relatable in Mm -hmm. some way in some aspect and just knowing that some of the origination of the story came from a true base Mm -hmm. i think it just really kind of allows you to humbleize yourself to this can happen to anybody mental Mm -hmm. healthness or you know even though it didn't play out the way we majority of us readers thought it was going to play out but um i feel like a lot of the surrounding and and in the times it was definitely a time period Mm -hmm. that basically you know people thought mental healthness was just kind of a shunned upon and tuck it away and not talk about it and Mm -hmm. um so it really it's it sucks um i know that you this was your first novel do you plan to continue to write supernatural thriller books or do you see yourself venturing off into another genre Oh no, no! I I like um, I like horror. I, I like <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, You know, it's it's what I you know what I'm interested in. You know, it, it gets me going. Um, you know, when I'm when I'm writing, and uh, you know, I'm working on another one that I've, I've almost finished, which um, you know, hopefully will you know, will make its way to at the shelves eventually in life. So you know, I'm still working on that and. Uh, you know, but yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely horror. I wouldn't probably switch from that genre. Oh, we love that uh, concept. I know. <laughs> we keep volunteering ourselves as researchers. Researchers. So. <laughs> For the book that you're working on, has another true crime inspired it? Uh, no, not not this one. No, no, that that was, uh, you know, I don't know. That, that other one just kind of happened. Just It was just so organic how that, that happened. It was, I, I don't know if that would ever fall you know back into my lap again and uh you know this one that i'm working on it is um you know more kind of like uh kind of a possession type of book oh, so, oh. that's right yeah. up stephanie oh, that's stephanie all Yay. the way <laughs> <laughs> this should be good but uh you know i've even scaring myself a little right oh. <laughs> well so this one we have to thank your wicked mind for it's all you. All you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, a scary thing, one of the things, I don't know if I didn't mean to interrupt if somebody was going to. Oh, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Oh, well, because uh, just back to, you know, the ghost aspect of the music, I, you know, I sent you all that picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's actually. <laughs> so that's what my there. next question was actually about because. So, I, I mean, I don't know how much you know about us, but I, so this is Stephanie, and one of my, like, favorite, a lot of the things I listen to or read have to do, have some sort of supernatural aspect to it, like, that's what I really tend to gravitate towards, and I remember, I remember having seen the picture that you posted, and then I know you also told us a little bit about it when we were communicating with you, and so... My question was, after um, 
Well, and just to preface that, you know, with Dixie, we we see the different versions of her. So we see her before she knew the reality of what happened and we see her after and and the the almost normal life that she's able to build with Garrett. And um, so, you know, that a lot of that comes through the power that you gave her character. So after experiencing that, what I would consider either like a welcoming or a thank you from the the kids how did you the matthews kids i'm i'm talking about the kids in the window (laughs) Uh, for those of you who didn't see the picture um and are listening out there um how did you how did you feel about having written that having had wrote that end for the book that like almost like a a justification justice for the family the Wheeler family. Exactly. You know, and that, that part a little bit, you know, I did because I, I mean, I knew the story of the Matthews kids, even though I couldn't find anything on it. And it was just kind of like that one thing I read. Um, I definitely, if a child survived that situation, I definitely wanted to give them power at the end. You know, I wanted them to um, live well, you know, to have have gotten over it, to have been able to, you know, step over it, to have their own family and and enjoy that in a way even more than, you know, your average person, just uh, after everything that went through to appreciate the kids. But you kind of get that Dixie's a little bit still, you know, unsure of herself in the end. But, uh, you know, I think she, she was able to move on to start a family and you know and still live in the house and you know just just make a a life of it with her and her family and they still were there for her you know and they still were around her and i think she really wanted to be surrounded by that and and her own family that she had made with garrett Mm -hmm. and you know the the matthews kids i mean it's just a it's such a tragic um And uh, the day that I went to, you know, look at the house, you know, it it was so creepy that whole day, um, just because one, they lived literally across the street from where we lived when we were kids. No way. (laughs) Yeah, they would have gone to the same high school that I went to. Um, Now, they were a lot older than me. They probably, you know, they probably actually would have gone to school with my sister, um or well i know they died in 59 and my sister was born in 59 so you know but they would have been it go, go to our high school so there was just like they were right across the street like not across the street but you know like across the main thoroughfare i would say it was a less, less than a mile from my house oh wow, wow. So, living there and we're taking the road to get to it and we're like oh my god this is right across the street <laughs> And, um, you know, we found the house and, uh, you know, it's just weird. You know, people were coming home from school and kids and everything and people out. So we just felt kind of weird. You know, we didn't want to go up and knock on the door. I just wanted to get a picture with the house with my book. Um, So I jumped out of the car. My sister's like snapping some pictures. I'm like holding the book up and. And then we were like, okay, before somebody tells us, like, what are you doing? Or if so, we, we fled the scene. (laughs) <laughs> and so, so we got home and I'm like going through all the pictures on my phone and everything and I was like covering because I wasn't even thinking about it I was just holding the book in such a way that I just covered the name the title of the book the whole time I was like oh that's perfect <laughs> um so I 
finally found one where I wasn't covering the title completely. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I set to cropping it and doing everything I needed to do. And I was kind of like, kind of, you know, framing it right. And, and I just glanced up at the window and I like my heart just like blew straight out of my chest. Oh, wow. When I saw those, those eyes in the window. Yeah. And I, it was an amazing picture. Like I literally had a like, I spent probably a good hour on that one single frame, just kind of like, because immediately the the side piece where the curtain was what mm-hmm. captured my attention. And then, then it started focusing for the taller person. Mm-hmm. And then the smaller person and it it literally because I was like I have to step away and kind of refocus my mind because I'm like Stephanie I'm like all gung-ho like I see it I see the scarf that people are talking about Mm -hmm. like I just it was an amazing and it almost looked like thank you like it almost like that's how I felt when she's here yeah like okay this is a lady that wrote about us this is the person who acknowledged us and especially hearing the backstory where there was so little information that you could find Mm -hmm. I was like okay they finally feel like their story is out there and somebody knows what happened to them you know or now more than acknowledge more than one person but Mm -hmm. yeah like you they they knew that you spent that time Mm -hmm. to to make sure others knew about this. Well, they'll never basically be forgotten now because as people mm-hmm. read it, they're constantly going to be remembered. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, right. I, they're probably really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that too, you know, after I got over my holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and for running around me and my sister ran around screaming for about five, ten minutes. <laughs> um, and, uh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> And then I, you know, and then I thought, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, they came, came to see me and and that was really, I mean, I've got goosebumps on my arms right now. Yeah, it was an amazing picture. And I almost didn't believe it was the sister, the older sister. Like I had mom vibes all the way with the taller figure in the picture. But I think the mom survived, right? There was a mom figure. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an older sister and two, like younger so the sister was older she was like maybe five years old mm-hmm. older i think she was like 16 or 15 or 16 oh okay yeah so it could have so maybe it was that like the protective like the protective hen type of vibe yeah you know? yeah the scarf kind of got me <laughs> oh i know it's just it's just amazing and i've really tried to get that picture out there because I, I mean it's it's just amazing mm-hmm. and um you know i've i've kind of centered around so i really appreciate you all talking about it it's on my instagram t- page mm-hmm. yes. too we will upload it yes <laughs> yeah. Uh, we w- yeah we'll definitely share it for those of you who like the spooky because <laughs> i know i do i have a have you gone back to the house i have not gone back to the house i, I live like three hours away oh, from okay it. so you know i've moved so we we went there you know we made a special trip when i went up and visited you know my mom and now mm-hmm. she's moved a little further away um so when we go through you know i haven't been through that part of springfield um again so but uh you know i definitely think i i will go back you know and and this comes up with me all the time you know i'll just be sitting there and i'll be thinking and all of a sudden i'll start thinking about them and you know i've tried to kind of send it out to some horror mags and stuff hoping that somebody would like print it or do something Mm -hmm. and what 
Hey, another weird thing happened. I was like, um, I think I saw this one horror magazine or whatever, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll send it off to them and everything. I got sidetracked and everything. I went out to my get my phone for some other thing, and damn if that picture wasn't queued up on my phone. Oh. <gasps> it was and reminding was, you. It was. I was like, no way, because I... I mean, I didn't even go. I couldn't even remember going through pictures that day. So I was mm-hmm. like, wow. "Are you kidding?" So I just feel like they keep poking me and yeah. keep mm-hmm. to put it out there mm-hmm. and their story, even though if it's it's not actually their story, but just to have people remember them, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's I, a lot uh, of no. You're fine. Um, I just I feel like a lot of that picture was because a lot of spirits don't get the recognition recognition yeah. mm-hmm. and i feel like in that picture you know you, you think you know you go to a haunted house and you're like taking a picture and you're like i hope i get something right and majority of the time 99.9 percent nobody's nothing, yeah. nothing because <laughs> that entity is not attached to anybody it's not filling or has any recommend it doesn't know you mm-hmm. and in this way i felt like they know you (laughs) and not just because it wasn't their story i get it it wasn't their story but it was shedding light on the yeah and it was based on their story so Mm -hmm. it's yeah new yeah yeah and playing off of that like it also reminds me of just how a lot of entities attached to some or a ghost is there because of unfinished business or this idea of like you know there's still something i have to get out there and maybe like i would be curious to see and I know this would be really hard to figure out, but like what if any action like paranormal activity happened in the home before and uh, after your picture, you yeah. know, like after like maybe that's all they needed. And the other sorry, I'm I would love I'm, to I'm like, see her contact. The, yeah. the homeowners like now this, yeah like now like that's all that I could think of is like okay I wonder if that was like their final like okay we're at peace now like we we're done here you know yeah. and it, it it almost made me thankful too that all we saw was the kids spirits because mm-hmm. a lot of times the spirits that have more power are the, the more naked. sinister ones and I didn't see Mm-mm. that in the picture and so it almost made me glad that at least if they were going to be stuck in the home, they weren't stuck in the home with dad. Yeah. Right. Well, he died in there too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to tell. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different people look at the pictures and you can definitely see the girl on the left-hand side mm-hmm. with the eyes. And then you can see, I kind of thought it looked like a boy, like the taller figure kind of up in the window. I thought maybe it might've been the boy trend, but the, 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 image that is right below the tall figure mm-hmm. that one bothered me a little bit that one and, and other people have said this too that that one has definitely kind of a different aspect it did have a different aspect but i also felt like the the young the boys were younger and mm-hmm. you know maybe one matured a little bit better than the other and i felt I know what you're referring to because it had this whole like, like own, yes, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it had a negative entity towards it. Like it was, mm-hmm. it it was its own self, and I I mean that was my own opinion, but yeah, I I can see how people feel like that may be a negative aspect, but it 
I don't think it was. I think it was just its own way of portraying itself at that point. Like almost like a stay away from me. Yeah. That's what I got from it was more like. He's more standoffish. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm at peace because I'm with my family, but I'm Mm -hmm. reserved. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely had different opinions about that. You know, some people see it not quite as, you know, ominous. As, and other people are like, what the heck is that thing? You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because mo- most entities will display themselves as what they feel in that moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, it can be in the switch of a light or a movement of an object. And in this case, it may have just been portraying itself as a, a different facial expression or mm-hmm. a different or even just like the anger that that you aspect know, at the yeah. moment yeah because I feel like part of what what the killing reminded me of is just how you know as any person who watches horror movie or just has heard of tragic events you kind of have this schema in your head of what you would do if you mm-hmm. were in that position mm-hmm. and the in in this particular case I mean, it's not like he was able to hit all of them at once, you know, like he, yeah. he beat them up with a baseball bat, which tells you there was time. Like yeah. there was, there was, I mean, probably not a lot of time. Some of them are probably in shock, they but know it might've been, yeah, it might've been that situation where he's like, I can't believe I let that happen or like almost like that sense of I know what's guilt up. or mm-hmm. yeah, like that's what, that's kind of yeah. like what I got, like that desperation. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they were able to get some peace from you yes. po- like and putting I, this light on them, you know? Yeah. Right. I've been reluctant. You know, I, I did reach out to some like paranormal activity kind of groups that go in and, and look at haunted houses trying to get their attention on this because I wondered, you know, what's like you guys did, what's, you know, has things been going on in that house? Is there any history of hauntings in that house? Um, I did a little background on who lives there now. It seems like it's a single gentleman. And I just, I don't know, it's just, I didn't feel comfortable going up to him mm-hmm. and being, mm-hmm. you know, if they didn't <laughs> put that in their heads and been like, oh, thanks, you know. Oh, yeah. Right, like I'm by myself here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I give it to somebody else and let them go. You know, professionals who could approach him maybe mm-hmm. yeah. in a, way or in a different way. You know, compensate them even you know perhaps and uh you know right so i just haven't felt i, I just didn't feel comfortable knocking on the door and saying people get out get out right <laughs> and you know like you said that you, you there may be or may not be any type of entity and you mm-hmm. may have brought that piece at some point and he mm-hmm. may be living a happy single life in that house. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, the picture was, I mean, we can sit here and depict that all day long, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I read some of your comments on the article, and, I mean, there were some left filters there. I know. <laughs> and then some, there was yeah. some really great insight on there, and I was like, wow, like, I totally can see it. Like, the scarf, like, I didn't initially see, but then I kind of like zoomed in just on the tall entity. And then I was like, yep, there it is. This mm-hmm. is a scarf. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was either that or her leaning, or, or I her say her, or um, yeah. a entity leaning back in its mm-hmm. all throat action. Mm-hmm. But right. it was just, I was like, oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah. So it was a great depiction of everything. Yeah, it really was. Other pictures of that window. I mean, I took like a lot of pictures. Yeah. And that was 
You, you can feel free to send us all, all of the them. pictures that you have. <laughs> we will look through every window yeah. and every creep. <laughs> it starts to materialize and you can kind of see the eyes in the left hand side, but other the other ones, nothing is there. Yeah. Nothing is there. I feel so like that, that comes to place with Stephanie, like the way they may have been brutalized and they are yeah. just showing you how they kind of ended up and mm-hmm. I mean I mean, we can sit here and kind of dig at it a little bit right. more. But yeah, I mean, I feel like everything's a little different. And the, it should just be recognized that they showed themselves to yeah. you. Yeah, I know. And that is pretty great. It I was mean, amazing. For, yeah. <laughs> How many authors can actually say, you know, the people that I based my book off of? said hello. <laughs> at, at the very least, said hello. You know? Right? Very cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I and I I was also looking at the pictures to see is there any other explanation for this? Is there something in the window that you know I get a better glimpse of it and say, oh, okay, that's what it is. But it's just nothing mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. would you say was the hardest scene for you to write in the book? Oh, definitely Dixie and Rory in the attic. Mm. Oh I my had- gosh, I loved that scene <laughs> <laughs> because of the passion that you see them both going through. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I loved it. It, it came out great. <laughs> it made me sad. <laughs> I had to walk away a few times and go back and sit down and go like, okay, is this, you know, is this what's going to happen? You mm-hmm. know, he loved Rory. I mean, mm-hmm. he loved, and uh, and for her to you know, to, to do that. And I mean, she had to deflect it. I mean, she had to feel like, you know, her father was leading her hand with this and mm-hmm. he's really the evil one, not me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but she also couldn't let, she didn't know what happened to Claire. I mean, she, she didn't know herself well enough to know right. if she didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So she stop him and she also had this kind of love hate with Rory because it wasn't reciprocal so she also had been slighted by him so it was a very complicated relationship between them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when push came to shove literally you know she yeah. really and his old girlfriend it's like what happened with that and <laughs> <laughs> yeah creep I know if, if, right. if just had to you know take he had to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. If your book was to be turned into a TV show or movie, who would you cast as Dixie, Garrett, and Rory? Oh, that, that's <laughs> hard. I mean, well, Rory is a little easy. If we could kind of go back in time, I would totally say Keanu Reeves because she's mm-hmm. like, you know, yes. want to be, you know, she kind of calls him that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it kind of uh, suits them. Um, I would say um, Dixie in my mind. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know who. If you, I mean, I'll get you there to her. Uh, she was in Parenthood. She's in um, uh, Good Girls. Oh, um, uh, I know who you're Lindsay talking about. Lohan. No, no, in the show Parenthood, right? Oh, and the show yeah, Good the Girls show. with the three, with the two sisters, and it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, she comes out in the uh, what is it called Duff as oh. well. Um, uh, is that who? Is that the same girl? Yeah. She's like a YA, uh, like mostly YA shows, and then now she kind of ventured into Good Girls. She's a younger sister in Good Girls. Is the younger sister in Good okay. Girls? Okay, got it. Nice. I had in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she just 
kind of inserted her face in the Dixie realm, you know, um, you know, but, you know, thinking of, there's a lot of actresses out there. I mean, I love, you know, I mean, we were a big Ozark fan. So, you know, Ruth from Ozark would also be amazing. You know, she's just amazing. Oh, nice. Uh, um, and then, um, then Garrett, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, you think about like the guy from, uh, what's it called? Uh, Stranger Things. Oh, uh, the officer. No, I, I mean, Garrett, the, the, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to get you there. I feel the like the one that works for that potato place that has like the sailor suit in the second. Him. Yes, exactly. Okay. Are you in her mind? I know. <laughs> Breathe the same energy as her. <laughs> We're connected. Okay. And, don't and hate the player. <laughs> and the book has been uh, picked up for an option for a movie. So. <gasps> what oh that's awesome <laughs> you know yeah, what so. that makes me so happy because i picked up this book based off your mass production copy cover because i don't read the synopsis i just pick up the book and right. and i judge it by the cover and i picked up your book and i was like i'm a horror queen i want to read this book and i told the girls and i'm like and i'm like first six chapters i was like i can't read it guys i just like yeah. it's one of those books i keep putting down because i'm so scared and then i pick it back up and reread it and mm. it took me about six days which is really abnormal for me i read a book in 24 hours yeah <laughs> and that's how we knew it was going to be scary yes <laughs> and so stephanie read it next and yeah. she loved it and then heather was a tag along and she read it because I loved it. <laughs> I didn't want it to end. I know. And for me, like I really I love the title because mm -hmm. so I remember I don't even remember I'm at some point in my education, I don't know where, but I remember learning that the reason why things are so scary or the reason why you feel certain emotions is because of the music behind what's yeah. going on. Absolutely. And so I see the title theme music and then I see her care. I'm like, okay, it's happening. Something is happening. And here. I played that song, Baby Blue, and like, over and over i actually made a reel on instagram and i think you liked it <laughs> and it was probably my first reel ever but i just played that song over and over and over yeah no i, when mean, I first wrote it uh the chapters each chapter was like a line from that song like the title of the chapter was you know guess i got what i deserved you know and just you know each chapter so because i kind of wanted it like an electronic version or ebook when you look at the chapters at the beginning it would just be the lyrics of the song oh. like written mm -hmm. I, uh, I thought that was so cool yeah. but there was uh, they, the publisher was having trouble like kind of reconciling that with the um, you know with the uh, bad the, fingers oh gotcha feuds uh -huh. over there and stuff so mm -hmm. it didn't work out uh, but um, but yeah, but that's kind of you know each chapter was going to be a line from the uh, from the song, so it, yeah, that that was a little bit of the theme music part of it too, you know. Mm -hmm. so it didn't it didn't quite materialize. But, yeah. Uh, well, either way, just the whole concept of the song being so. How, like being so central to what happened and to mm -hmm. just Dixie and her like just her experiences I think makes this an awesome title for mm -hmm. the book because you know different in different times of her life when she's faced you know either 
uh, bullying from her peers or having to do something that she didn't really want to do for her cousin. You know, like at all these moments, there's a memory that's attached to the song. And I think part of that is what really stood out to me. And part of that is what I really remembered once. Because, you know, like after like you're you're reading this book and then you're like, okay, I'm going to review this. And to me, that's what really stood out is all these how this song was was so present in a lot of her emotional memories like it it was really tied to that part of her right exactly and that song you know it's like well i i mean i always loved that song but i was just you know kind of thinking about the story and and i heard that song on the radio and i just the start of it just kind of strums your heart you know it just just the way it starts it just it really just kind of gets right into you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so absolutely was, great book great book uh, and now i want a copy of the copy you have <laughs> i know i now i want to see all those other pictures too the the spooky ones <laughs> yeah i sent you the spookiest but i'll i'll forward you the uh you know kind of the ones that i have where there's nothing there which are kind of spooky in themselves because yeah. um the one that you kind of kind of see it vaguely materialize. I would. Was your sister taking pictures at the same time? Say that again. Was please. your sister taking pictures as well as yourself, or was it just you taking pictures? Oh, is my sister taking pictures of me the whole time? Oh, okay. got it. Okay, because that can can make a huge difference in a picture, yeah. like mm-hmm. to the angles. Yeah, right. Yeah, my mom was taking pictures too. She was she was driving, but uh, her pictures, you know, just they were a little blurry. They didn't really, you know, not that she was driving while she was taking pictures. But. <laughs> yeah, she was cruising. Right. <laughs> Very slow. Speech. She was Out doing that. Uh, what was Ghost that? Ride the Whip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking cruising down the street. Oh, oh my gosh, I was thinking of that stupid Drake thing that went viral, the Fifi. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got it. We're youngsters over here (laughs) well i'm so glad you enjoyed it yes uh, we did another book out there soon for you guys to uh I am definitely excited, excited for this one. Yes, especially and with the possession. If aspect. you need any type of critique or help with <laughs> uncovering Anything. pieces, we would mm-hmm. be happy to help you do research. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, keep that in mind. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. Well, well thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Oh, thank you guys so much. It I was thoroughly talking to you. Oh, you too. Take care. I appreciate everything. Keep, keep in touch. Thank you. Yes, keep in touch, please. Oh, I certainly will. I'll let you know what happens movie-wise. I'll let you know oh, what yes. happens with anything going on. And if you know any paranormal investigators who you think might, you know, be interested in following this, you know, story, just let me know. If anybody, you know, comes into your realm, let me know, because I really would like that. It would probably be in Stephanie's realm, not mine. <laughs> I was just like, a, I'm a part of a couple of groups on Facebook, so I'm thinking of posting your picture on there, if you don't mind. And then I'll I would see. Love okay, perfect. She's gonna I would love see if she can grab a fish. You can. I just feel like it really needs to be, you know, people need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Well, you have a well, great night. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining soon. us. Okay. Enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, we did too. Bye.
So guess what time it is, guys? What the best time, time ever. It? It's fuck Mary Kill. Yeah. <laughs> well, this segment had me feeling all kinds of funk and all kinds of ways. And I'd really, I mean, I felt inappropriate killing somebody in this book because there was so much killing, but somebody had to go. It had to be done. It had to be done, right? So I think I'm going to be marrying Aunt Celia. Mm -hmm. Celia? Cece. Celia, yeah. She was kind of the mother hen of everybody and Mm -hmm. she really just like was looking out for um Dixie and just kind of like she was her mother at that point and she really just filled that role so um and I would totally fuck Claire the reporter she was a redhead (laughs) she was a redhead yeah when I read that I was like this is so creatures I I already know like I'm not even gonna try (laughs) (laughs) yep and then um my BFF would be Leah because Mm -hmm. she's amazing and then my kill I guess would be pretty much a lot of people's kill but Ford Mm -hmm. he had to go (laughs) yeah he really did he did okay awesome thank you so sticking with the theme, we all want to kill Ford. Ford. Ford's gone. <laughs> Bye, Ford. I don't like Ford trucks. Right? Not I do want my or. old Ford truck, but that's another time. <laughs> you know what? At this point, we're boycotting Ford. Ford. Sorry, Henry Ford. <sighs> Sorry. And to you, all your descendants. Okay? <laughs> You're not making money off of the sirens. <laughs> not that you would be before. But anyway, I would totally kill Ford. I freaking hated him he was just like a he was not a good dad Mm -hmm. b he was not a good husband c he was not a good person (laughs) (laughs) overall i mean he there was a period where i was like oh sorry well before you hear yeah before you hear what he actually did yeah yeah yes and it makes me feel sorry for him in a way because okay i do like i do see like somebody killed your family so of course you're going to want to kill. Side so note. spoiler yes. alert. That already passed. <laughs> Fast forward if you don't want to hear this. Um, but, he, I mean, he killed that person. Like, he, not only did he, he could have just killed that person that was responsible mm-hmm. for it instead of going after their family. And I get the whole, like, I wanted them Suffering. to feel what I felt. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It, I just, I, it didn't settle with me. And I, I almost feel like that's not really what happened. Mm-hmm. Like it just in his mind, that's that happened. person was responsible, but mm-hmm. they really weren't. But anyway, I would kill you. Mm-hmm. I would kill you twice if I could, maybe even three times. <laughs> uh, my Mary would actually be Davis. So Davis was the brother that kept on like digging for the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I feel like I would marry him because I feel like he's that type of person who really knows that you would never do that mm-hmm. and will go up against whoever will call him crazy whoever oh, so will true. you know and just stick up for you and have your back I felt so bad for should him. have married him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no they so. were related no yeah. she- Celia and, and him were a brother and sister yeah no I thought he was no. um Billy's brother yeah Celia was the sister yeah, they're Celia. all they're so all the related. Three of them were related. That's how she met oh, Ford. Oh, I yeah. thought Cecilia was the wife's 
No. no. Sister. No. Okay, got it. We don't need Sorry. No, no you're good. No incest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Um, and then, so he would be my Mary, and my fuck would be Rory, because for fucking sure, I mean, Keanu Reeves, who doesn't want to fucking fuck him, right? Right. Duh. So that's Obviously. who was portrayed in the book. Hello, Silver But Fox. what version of Keanu Reeves? Is there even any? Uh, yeah, like no, would because you say there's a no huge difference. There is like a my favorite Keanu Reeves ever is from Point Break. Ma- Do you oh, remember? Too. <laughs> <laughs> that is High my five. favorite. <laughs> yeah, he, he's that's like, like where mm-hmm. I had a crush on him for sure. Like, Dude. yeah. So, oh, you guys look <laughs> all smitten. You're all smitten right Keanu, now. He's like. He's so hot in that movie. I know he is. I loved him. And then he was an undercover cop. So it was just just my type. Um, type. But since you mentioned Celia, so, or Cecilia, Cecilia. um, So her and Detective Collins were my two BFFs. Mm -hmm. And even just thinking about them and how well they played in like how well of a role they played in helping Dixie, I would almost want them to end up together because they both like, I mean, different circumstances, but like Detective yes, Collins lost his blushing. wife. I am, I, I know, am I turning red? That's yes. how I was feeling on our last interview. I was like, right. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get like, me started. Don't dude, get me started. <laughs> Girls, we're talking about fictional people, okay? Okay, okay. Focus. Um, okay. Put that away for now in a drawer next to our bed. <laughs> um, so I do feel like Detective Collins was such a nice person to <laughs> like okay so it was like Dixie's mother role and the father role yeah. so father role yeah. would have been Detective Collins and then Aunt Cecilia would have been the mother role mm-hmm. and they both lost the person that they loved the most even though in Aunt Cecilia's case Cecilia's case whatever um, she was really betrayed and didn't know what the hell was going on with their life um, but they both deserve a happy ending mm-hmm. and I would love to see them together yeah. I feel like she was just on the back burner with everything, you know, mm-hmm. like she really didn't have. That was her only family. At yeah, that point like, too. I think. Like, and for her to know, like her husband's been cheating on her. Well, and, and then because a lot of the stuff that he was doing seemed like it was a sweet thing. Like he's yeah. oh, like he's trying to take care of Dixie without really saying he's he was a psychopath. Care of her, and, but really, mm-hmm. he was yeah. like, trying to plot, you know, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Good picks. Yes, girl, go. Go, okay. go. So, Ford's dead. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Axed. Done. Three. My, <laughs> no pun intended. No. <laughs> uh, my best friend would be Mr. Collins, because I always feel like you need to have like that older friend you can go to. Yeah. Aww. And then my, I have two Marys because I couldn't decide. <laughs> so I have Garrett because he was a family man. He just wanted a family. You got to have, you know, I don't know. I had to pick them. I'm going to be like Kanye and let you finish, but I have something to say about Gary. I know. Go ahead. Too. <laughs> Go ahead. No, he, no, no. he was I a little whiny. Finish. He was a little whiny, He's but. Not even just whiny, just like rose colored glasses all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you didn't. You know what? That doesn't even count as a murder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, what? See, oh, what? at least he would have my back the entire time. Yeah. But. 
I feel it's like he would have left you me. in the house by yourself. Like a real man would have been like supportive and like, yeah. I don't know. But he did I keep like, coming. Yes. He waited on the porch <laughs> all That's night. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and then and Mike's Mike, later though. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't just dump her either. <laughs> he did. But then Pretty he much. came back. <laughs> he, he, he kept coming. That's He all washed his hand and came back. His yeah. <laughs> and then my, I couldn't find another. So here I am again. Here we go. Out. And then my other Mary is going to be Rory because... He was just freaking hot. I don't know. Yeah. Just his descriptions. Yes, please. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Check the box. I mean, you can go surf in the water. Wherever yes. you want to go. Shirt on, shirt off, whatever you want. You can fight chili, <laughs> red hot chili peppers. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then my fuck would be Nick the neighbor because he sounded hilarious to me. Nick. <laughs> I don't know his description. Yeah. He was funny. I like how he, <laughs> like how Vicky's all like, "Oh my god, blah blah blah." Like this happened, and he's like, "Yeah, right. that was probably the dishwasher." <laughs> she's or all descriptive. Yeah, and he's just yeah. like, "She's all no. this one time. I was in the kitchen, and this gargling and the, started happening. Yeah. I got scared." You mean the day you were washing the dishes? <laughs> so I like his sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. he's cool. So overall, did you guys really enjoy the book? I really did. I did. Honestly, I feel like there's so many layers to this book. Mm -hmm. And if anything, like, I love books where you have to think outside the box and it's mm -hmm. not obvious what yes. is really going on. And this was one of those books for me. I liked how I figured it out versus that with you guys. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't yeah. figure it out until the very end. And I really enjoy a thriller like that because mm -hmm. I always feel like... The hunt for me is to find the killer, and I feel like when I found the killer in the beginning, when I know it's at the end, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I knew who it was. I like how she yeah. always, she likes to ask me, let me know, yeah. <laughs> so we can compare notes. Yes, um, and I really felt like with this one, there was, like you mentioned, hidden layers, and mm -hmm. she really went to go visit the well, house and even yeah. with like and the, not just the initial killings but with the following killings i was yeah. like oh yeah. shit did she really do it or yeah you know, like what's going on and then even when the dad escaped i was like oh fuck when he started moving the scene with the dad freaked me out yes when his like he was starting to fu like function a little bit yeah. like in behind doors i was like oh sh oh sh no, he's up to something. Oh, hell I know. No. Yeah. That's how I, was I had too. a feeling that was going to happen, though. I had yeah. a feeling it was coming. Yeah. But and then how do you stay frozen for that long? Oh, no. Right. I well, been, then like, you're kind of curious, like, okay, how far like, is he going to push it? Right. Yeah. You know? <sighs> push, push it. <laughs> push it real good. <laughs> yeah. I it mean, was a great book. It and was. some you're going to have to see or check out our our Instagram and kind of follow up on some of the pictures, but yeah, um, the the picture that she captured, I have to go back and look at it because well, you I only saw the one and when that was I'm enough really, for me. Okay, so I'm really I, so now I have to go back us all the other ones yeah. because I'm curious to see like what else came out because you know like she was picking the one that looked best with her book and then happened to find this and so I'm wondering like what else was you know back there? sometimes like even like um you mentioned it's not just the house it could have been like the trees or mm -hmm. something that may have been captured and that's why I asked about um who else was taking the picture like mm -hmm. because if it was attached to her or just the book in general right. or if it was attached to just seeing her yeah like just the emotion behind yeah, it. yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah. and i, I almost felt and like and mm -hmm. no i looked at it okay because the first time i didn't see the tall 
That's the only one I saw at first. Mm, I and just saw the one. Oh, the first one I saw was the one over to like the other corner, the curtain. like not where the curtains at, but the oh, other. Oh, okay. One. Yeah, that was the, the first weird one. face one. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I did see that one. But I had to, like, detach myself from that one because I felt like, you know, like everybody was saying, like, it was something was off about it. Mm -hmm. But you also got to realize these kids were brutally murdered. Yeah, like, even their energy is not going to be the same as when they were alive. They're not going to trust people anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and I felt like that one, to me, was a little bit standoffish. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a scary standoffish to me. Mm -hmm. And I did read some of the comments was like, oh, that one's, like, really freaky. And Mm -hmm. it's something's off with that one. And I'm like, it's not something's not off with that one i felt like that one to me was one just saying these two are here to protect me and yeah mm, mm-hmm. i am who i am and that's who he was in that moment yeah and he or she i i don't want to describe an entity but yeah that's how that 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 spirit like just that to me is like the energy it's not even really about like because i feel like okay obviously we're like human and whatever but once you leave your body, mm-hmm. like you just have your energy. Like that's just right. the only thing that transcends to me. I mean, I, I know everybody thinks different things, but that's how I see it. Like your energy's got to go somewhere, and yeah. sometimes it's going to go into a new body, and sometimes it's going to stay around or stick around until they see whatever it is they need to see to move on. You know. Then yeah. the tall figure was definitely a mother figure, and it was different. I, I didn't want to put it on the big sister because I didn't know if something else happened in that household mm-hmm. or, um, but it gave me a, like a, almost a protectiveness against the two. Yeah. Because ones. she's almost like, to me, it's almost like she's standing, like covering the other two. I like, would love to see how like the investigation piece of that I know, to see how, who went first or, yeah, um, like I can't believe it was only such a small article. Like, because you know how she was, like, searching for so many things. I see and I'm like, four faces. Oh, yeah? Well, there's four siblings, <laughs> I think. Four siblings, yeah. Two, the two twins, the older boy, and that was the sister. three. Yeah. So, I mean, we could go back and check yeah. the article. But I, yeah. yeah, I do know there was the older sister, because she mentioned the older and sister, then the and then twin. the twins. And then maybe the dad. The dad died, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the mom, when she died, died. she was so she attached to their them. spirits that she went yeah. to join. Yeah. Because I honestly, I don't feel like I saw anything sinister. No, I did get like not. a mischievous vibe. But to me, that's like any boy at a certain yeah. age or any kid at a certain age. Um, but I mean, we could all be and wrong. I but. almost like I felt like we didn't really discuss this in the podcast, but I almost felt like um, like um during that time when these people died in 1954, there wasn't a lot of like publicity. And yeah. I wonder if the town just kind of brushed it under, like if we don't talk about it, it's just it won't away. be real, yeah. right? Yeah. And people will buy the house, you know? Right. Yeah. And so there won't be the stigma. Mm-hmm. Stigma. <laughs> I can't say that word. No, you stigma. Right, yeah. um, about the property. And I, feel, I I would love to see the investigation piece. I would Me love too. somebody to climb. I would love go to see through the pictures of the investigation and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, mm-hmm. this is who went or first. Or even just like a, I would love to see people who lived there afterwards mm-hmm. and like if what was the action like in the house? If they ever heard anything? If they ever like 
Would you live in the house? Anything? I I wouldn't choose to live in the house. No. I would visit the house, like yeah. just to say I've been there and let me maybe walk through. But I I didn't feel like with that picture. I know it's hard to tell from a picture, but you can really like look at something and you're like, oh, something's wrong. Like yeah. I didn't feel like there was anything wrong. I think the kids really shoved the dad away and like yeah, his spirit is not there. Mm-hmm. Like or even maybe he found peace in himself. Like. He yeah, was mentally. Like he knew he had already damaged them enough and just moved yeah, on. Yeah, moved know? on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the kids kind of really ran that house. And I'm hoping, you know, that picture like really set, set them free. Yeah. But yeah. me too. And even just her book. Like I feel like her book probably played such a big part. I in love them that, that the book pretty much didn't match up, but it summarized. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Because it's yeah, events. and it's crazy because she didn't even know no. that much about them until afterwards. Yeah. So, because when I, I I knew she had based it off of this from that picture or whatever, but I didn't realize that she didn't know any of that until afterwards. Yeah. And so I was just like, that is freaking nuts. Nuts. How yeah. She, even the setting <laughs> of the throat, like. How excited are you guys for the movie? So, uh, dude, honestly, super excited. Like, I can't same. wait to see who's cast. I can't wait to see, like, a lot of these scenes. Like, I know not a lot of people are gory, but I want to see what they, how they how take they it, where they are. Yeah. Like, I want to see If they, they have they a keep, premiere take, for it, they... we'll have to go and be like, woo! I know. <laughs> I would love that. Yes. That would be so it awesome. Was, um... Even if she could give us, like, a little side, like... <laughs> hey girl hey right yeah oh we'll have to gosh. we'll have to keep tabs mm-hmm. good stuff that'd be yeah, fun that's awesome great book you guys got to read it you definitely do i think i'm glad i picked a good winner yeah yes that was a good one <laughs> you did yeah. and you have to check out the song too because yeah. it's like creepy vibes mm-hmm. well um it was baby blue by bad finger yes mm-hmm. <laughs> that will be on repeat over and over in your in head in your freaking head yeah <laughs> yeah awesome all right guys thanks bye. for tuning in thanks bye thank you for listening everybody please don't forget to rate and review us on apple podcast and listen to us you can listen to us on spotify the anchor app google podcast follow us on instagram at reading underscore siren so that's at r-e-a-d-i-n-g underscore s-i-r-e-n-s and we also have our gmail account which is reading sirens at gmail.com so that would be r-e-a-d-i-n-g s-i-r-e-n-s at gmail.com so feel free to write us with any suggestions any book recommendations and any feedback or questions thank you bye